Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony Podcast. My name's Alicia Myronic, and I am your host and creator of this fun new concept. But first, what exactly is Myrony? Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives. But what if you started paying closer attention to your myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as I like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big that it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now that's myrony. Hi, and welcome back to That's Myrony Podcast. Uh, I am so excited for my guest today because I know that they are such an amazing power soulmate couple, Elizabeth and Richard Gearhart. And why this is so fun is because I haven't had a couple on since I did the soulmate series back in September of 2020. So um, Elizabeth and Richard, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thanks for having us. Thank you. Well, I know that you you both are patent you know patent law lawyers of uh, Gearheart Law, and you also are fellow podcasters and have an iHeart Radio show uh, called Passage to Profits. And I was so honored to be on your show, um, and it was just so much fun. I just love your show and like what you're creating. So please um, share uh, with our listeners a little bit about yourselves. Well, why don't you go first, Han? You're better at those kinds of things than I am, so. Okay, well, I guess we can start from here and go backwards. So Richard and I have Passage to Profit on iHeartRadio, and that's some myrony that happened because. Well, we'll we go not... into we'll go into the myronies. Let's we'll, we'll we're gonna dive in a little bit deeper. Later. So okay. yes, yes. Yeah, so that so that's something we can talk. Um, and we, so that stemmed out of the law firm. So Richard, the patent attorney, I'm a patent agent and I do his marketing. And I also have my own little startup fireside where I interview business owners. And before that, I was a chemist. I'm trained as a chemist. I have a doctorate in analytical chemistry. We met, Richard was working as a patent attorney at a chemical plant. And I was working at a chemical plant too in Michigan. And, um, We've just kind of gone from there and just, I think life was fun when our kids were little, but it's fun now too, because we have so much else going on. Oh, that's wonderful. Richard, what do you want to add in, in just the intro? Because we're going to dive, we're going to dive deep. That's what we do on go that deep? irony. Oh yeah. We're going to find Uh-oh. the best myronies that you can I, share. Well, <laughs> well, we'll see where it all ends up. No, I don't have too much to add. I mean, it's, um, it's definitely uh, pretty fun working with Elizabeth uh, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and um we both have a lot of discussions about our projects and our interests. You know, sometimes we we think of the law firm as our third child, right? Because uh-huh. uh, it's something that we created together and we've been doing it now for 15 years. And so that's a that's a that's it's it's about in the teenage phase, I would say for sure. So uh, and then 
Uh, we met in Michigan. Uh, we were both working for uh, what's now the Dow Chemical Company, and uh, we met on a blind date, right? Did you? Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, so, so now we're gonna now we're gonna go deeper into that because the idea with Myrony is to connect the dots. It's mm -hmm. to follow the spiritual breadcrumbs. Why well, I like to say follow spiritual breadcrumbs because sometimes it's the smallest crumb that will have the biggest impact. And so I love sh uh, having the listeners hear the story. So first, uh, Elizabeth and Richard, where did you grow up? Well, I, grew up I, I go ahead. Okay, I grew up in Seattle. You grew up in Seattle. Okay, and Richard? I grew up in Chicago. Okay. Or okay. in a suburb of Chicago, who's displaying, so... And then you guys met in Michigan. So Elizabeth, you were a chemist for what was Dow Chemicals, it sounds, is that correct? And then you were the patent, okay, so, but you met on a blind date. So, okay, so how did that all happen? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I had been divorced and had a young son. Mm -hmm. And I was renting a house and working at Dow Chemical as the chemist. And my landlady said, are you dating anybody? It'd been two years since my divorce. My son was two and a half. And I said, no. And she said, well, do you want to meet an attorney? And I was like, well, I have to go back. I probably would have said no, except for an experience I had had before that, where I had gone to a psychic. Oh, this is where Richard, okay, so listeners, Richard started trying to tell this story before we were recording, and I said, no, we need to have the surprise, or I want to have the surprise factor. So, okay, here we go. <laughs> so, yeah, so I went to a psychic, and she said I was going to meet an attorney, and that I should we should get married. That's basically what she said, and she, she also predicted some other things, like that my son was going to get sick. And they were going to miss it. So I had to take him back. So in, and the dates and everything like, so my wow. son did get sick and he got sick with strep. And that was when that was back in the nineties when they were just, there were the first cases of the um, flesh eating strep oh. and they missed it the first time. And I took them back and they got him on the right medicine. The second time I was like, Oh my gosh, I wonder who I'm going to meet. And then my landlady came up to me and said, do you want to meet this attorney? And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so there's myrony number one. I mean, like, let's, you know, let's just put it out there because I mean, what are the odds, right? So how soon, like how soon after, so you see the psychic, how soon after was it that you, your landlady said, you know, would you like to meet an attorney? Well, the psychic said it would happen in May and that's when she asked me. But do you remember approximately when you went and spoke to her? Like how much time passed between? A couple months or so, I think. Okay. So like, yeah, so not too long, but you know, like in your head. And so as soon as you heard lawyer. <laughs> yeah. When she said in May, like she gave me dates and they all course corresponded. It was really weird. Wow. Yeah. I love this story even more because I just want to, so the listeners, when I was on Passage Prophets, you guys were celebrating your anniversary. Was it that day? Because it was so cute. You gave Richard a oh, giant, a giant Hershey kiss. Like <laughs> was that thing was 
I don't even know. I mean, of course it's hollow, but it was big Percy kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's solid actually. It's solid. It, 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 it looked actually solid. It was like super substantial. I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's some chocolate love there. <laughs> <laughs> so what Fortunately, we haven't eaten it yet. I mean, okay. it's on display. So, uh, so I guess it's, it's, it, you know, it, it may be past the point of no return at this point, but uh, but we still have it as a well, remembrance. Yeah, so. it's like a five pound. I mean, it really does look like it's like five pound chocolate Hershey kiss. Like when I'm talking or listeners, when you hear it, it's like, it's a huge, it's the biggest Hershey kiss I've ever seen. So it was so sweet because was that your anniversary that day? When yes. You, oh, see, I love the irony because I wasn't, did you, I mean, I wasn't even supposed to be on that show. It's really funny. I was supposed to be on the following week and I received guidance, kind of like the psychic that you spoke to. And I asked, you know, cause I was like, this is interesting. And I pay attention to when signs show up and I asked, I'm like, am I supposed to be on the show? And, um, and then it was like, I got a very strong yes. And it was funny, the guest you were going to have, I went and like looked at the website and I was like, I wasn't really feeling it. I was like, what am I going to do this? Because we had uh, Sandy, what, Wallach, how do you pronounce his name? Wallach, oh. Wallach, Wall, sorry, Sandy, didn't mean to butcher your name there. But the, but the irony is my mom's name was Sandy. And then we had the most incredible conversation. So everyone listening, you know, who uh, hasn't listened to Passage of Prophets, you need to go to, uh, uh, to their podcast and iHeartRadio. But I will say that the ironies that were shared just that day and then today we're talking about your relationship, but I happen to be there on your anniversary. <laughs> right? Don't you think? You have an incredible memory. How do you, you know, that's really uh, amazing. So it's my gift, Richard. Just, uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. But anyway, so I love it. So you, so you guys meet, but you, but again, Elizabeth, you said, if it wasn't for the psychic, you probably would have said no. And you know, really? I, I, I would you have really said no? Well, it was a blind after, a, after meeting me. Would you still have said no? No, just kidding. No, I mean, <laughs> well, Richard, how many bad blind dates have you been on? I mean, I, I will, I will admit, I'm not a big blind date kind of person either. Like, um, I don't know that I. I think that was the first one. Oh. So okay. yeah, that was the that's the, that was the first one. So I guess I didn't have any bad experiences to uh, compare it to. But I don't know. I think Elizabeth had been on a on at least a couple, right? The guy with the two Corvettes. Oh God, I met him at a dance. Yeah, he was. A <laughs> well, that sounds like a story in itself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have two Corvettes, but when she found out how much I make as an attorney at Dow, which didn't pay very much, she's like, is that all you make? <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Now I have to ask Richard, how did you know the, the, the landlady? The friend of yours? Well, or? Alex was, he was a patent agent at, um, is Dow Corning back then, now it's okay. Dow. So. Uh, so he was like one of my closest friends and at the time. And so his wife, I guess they got together and decided that we were 
made for each other, or at least we ought to give it a try. And, uh, and we did. So, and wow. Now, was it one of those things that you kind of knew right away? Or one did one of you know right away? Because usually one in these like beautiful soulmate relationships, one recognizes it. It's very rare when both recognize it at the same time, but one recognizes it almost immediately. So did that happen between you guys? I'm going to say Richard, yes. I'm going to say Richard, yes, because I told, right. I, I told my mother, uh, we met in the beginning of, it was in April or, or May, and I was going home for Memorial Day, and Elizabeth and I had been dating for a month, and I told her that I was probably going to marry Elizabeth at that Aww. point, and um, so so she, yeah, so it was probably me, but we, we ended up getting married after six months, basically. So eight months. No, eight months. Okay. Yeah. But I had a two and a half year old son and he really liked Richard a lot. And um, everybody thought Richard was stupid and crazy for marrying me with this son. <laughs> and all this stuff. But he probably was crazy, but... <laughs> I was crazy well, over her. What could I say? She's, uh, she's, it was this gorgeous blonde with a PhD. How can you go wrong, right? So uh, I love that. See, my parents had a beautiful soulmate relationship where my dad, first time he met my mom, uh, my, my parents were both Canadian, and um, but they met on a Canadian Air Force base in France. And they met at a dance. And the first time my dad met my mom, um, he said, one day I'll marry you. And she was kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know, <laughs> but it's like that. I, I have heard I, or I recognize that more and more. There's always one that knows and may take the other one a little bit longer. <laughs> well, I was terrified because I, you know, had been married and it. Yeah. Anyway, so I was afraid to start again, but we did. And it's. And then, what is it? 26 years later, almost. Okay, that's what I was going to ask is what anniversary was being celebrated on the day that I was on your show? <laughs> it was 26. Our, our daughter was 25. She was born almost exactly a year after we got married. So uh, that's how we remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. Yeah, Lindsay plus one, I guess, or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. No, that's wonderful. Well, I'm so glad you didn't tell me that story before I started recording, Richard. That would have been very unfair for the for the listeners. <laughs> oh, I just love, you know, because, you know, part of this concept of myrony, so myrony are the crazy coincidences that happen in life that we can't explain, but it actually, it's another more modern day word for synchronicity. However, it has its own meaning because it's synchronicity in motion. Got to stay with the M, so I call it a little, a little sim. And because there's that synchronicity, but then there's the action. So like Elizabeth, you could have heard, oh, he's a lawyer, but you could have been like, you know, listening from that psychic reading and then just been like, you know, but that's what the action was and look what happened. And so that's one of the things I encouraged, you know, who's, who's, uh, who's listening and who wants to start tapping into, I like to say, discover myrony in your inner superpower. Because once you start really trusting those gut intuitive pulls, it's amazing what happens. And like, I'm so happy I listened to mine because the episode I was on your show was, I thought it was freaking magical with all the people that were there. 
<laughs> yeah, that was the first time we'd had Sandy on, but he's a friend of Richard's now, and oh. he didn't know him that well at that time. And I thought he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. I mean, his his uh, his story, and I was I was like, Sandy, I need to have you on my podcast. Like, I'd go. Yeah. I'm sure he's got some good irony. So anyway, but okay, so you guys, you know, got together, you got married, you know, I mean, fairly quickly. And then, so Elizabeth, you were just a, another Myrony. So we were oh. talking about Sandy and we just traded emails today for, we like to send each other video clips from YouTube of old rock bands. And so there you go. So there's, I love there's it. Well, a Myrony tell, there. Please tell Sandy hello from me. <laughs> I certainly will. So that would be wonderful. So, okay. So Elizabeth, you were a chemist, but then you obviously got out of being a chemist. So how long did you stay? as a chemist before? Well, well, so yeah, so I had worked, I worked in the chemical industry for 10 years. Um, I had my son and then Richard and I had our daughter Lindsay together. And it just, the, I, I got into a toxic environment into a department that didn't work and people knew it didn't work and I thought I could handle it. And um, I just didn't, I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to handle it. And when my boss tried to make me come in at midnight during a storm, when Lindsay had hurt her finger to do work that really didn't need to be done, I was like, "This, that's enough. You know what? That's enough. I'm done here. And so I did a lot of work in my kids' schools and um, we moved shortly thereafter, actually. We moved. Yeah, to I was going, I was going to ask because I mean, you guys are now, you're in New Jersey, aren't you? No, or. Yeah, we're in New Jersey, but we moved to Atlanta from Michigan and I was heavily involved in the kids' schools there. And I really enjoyed that. And I think they kind of needed it because we had just moved, right? So, um, yeah. So, and then from there, it, I did little things as they were growing up. But now they're out of the house. And so I have time. So I tried substitute teaching, thinking maybe that would, and hated it, <laughs> hated it, hated it. And I, and then um, I should probably let Richard talk about starting his own law firm, but I told him that I would do anything he needed me to do. So that's so from day one, like it wasn't big stuff from day one, going to the post office, you know, helping him with the content on the website, stuff like that. Um, so, and that's how from there I just went. But. Okay. So I'm going to have to remind you that you told me that going forward into the future that you would do anything to help the law firm because I want to make sure that I make you make good on that promise. I know you're in trouble now. This is like in, never able to be erased ever. She You'll do anything. <laughs> Not anything. <laughs> Not going to vacuum the floors. <laughs> I do find the irony is that you guys live in New Jersey and I'm from New Jersey, but I'm in San Jose, California now. So what part of Jersey do you guys live in? We live in Chatham and yeah. uh, the law office um, is in Summit, New Jersey. So we have I... space, 4,000 square feet of space here now occupied by three people. It's not really because <laughs> everything has gone um, you know, uh, a virtual and right. you know, the irony, the irony in that. Uh-huh, I got to use the word, Richard. 
the irony is that when we first started the practice, we, Elizabeth and I were working out of the attic in our house, right? So this is the, the sort of the traditional entrepreneur story where uh, we, we had a desk and a computer and a phone and there was like literally a light bulb hanging from the <laughs> ceiling, right? And so this is, this is what we, we, we started with. And, um, and so, uh, and my plan was to create a virtual law firm because we didn't have space for anybody else, right? So this was the only way it was gonna happen. And here we are today, we're virtual um, by more by accident than anything else. But um, it was, it, you know, Elizabeth really, it was her idea I think part of it was that maybe she didn't want to have to pick up and move again because the kids had already been through a couple moves and um, she was sort of like, well, why don't you try your thing? And she saw a, a piece of me where I can't really get along with anybody, uh, especially if they're supervising me. So mm. she figured- You need to be your own entrepreneur. Up in the <laughs> attic, right? and let him work there by himself. Maybe he can make a few bucks to cover the mortgage. And um, she turned out to be right. And, and so uh, it, it, it was, but it was really her suggestion. And, and I, I, I kid a little bit, but uh, you know, she, she was, uh, it was, you know, certainly one of the best professional decisions I'd ever made. Uh. And it's, it's turned out, you know, great. And that's uh, professional and personal. <laughs> I think so. I mean, we never really run out of things to talk about. Oh, you know? that's beautiful. And, and, you know, it's, I should say it's, it's usually me listening, but. Um, Not true. Not true uh, at all. Usually she's the one who does. And I'm like, yes, dear. Mm -hmm. And. <laughs> No, my yeah. daughter and I always tease him because he talks a lot and he doesn't think he does. And so Lindsay and I'm, I are always I'm a, I'm, I'm a quiet introvert. I really you am. I don't believe that at all, Richard. I was on your show. You're not a quiet introvert. Well, I, I fake it. I, I'm a good faker. I fake it when I'm on a podcast. You know? Well, Richard, you do a you do a phenomenal job. So I'm gonna I want to go back to another myrony, the myrony around New Jersey. So I grew up in Sparta, New Jersey, mm -hmm. and um, so what got you guys from Atlanta New, to New Jersey? Uh, it was a job transfer. So yeah. I went from a subsidiary of um, Novartis. I worked at Seba Vision, which is no longer Seba Vision. You, you know. These companies, they merge and they acquire, and after a while, you're not even sure who you work for. But um, I, I got a got a new job. Dow Corning was in bankruptcy. Um, Elizabeth hated Midland for a lot of reasons, right? And uh, we went to Atlanta, which was brand new and very kind of snazzy. Uh, and uh, we spent some time there. And uh, I, I, I didn't really want to leave the Atlanta area, but I couldn't find anything comparable. And then the company ended up moving us to uh, New Jersey. And we've been here now for what, 15 or 16 years, right? No, since 2004. So oh my goodness. 
that's when my dad passed away was 2004 yeah. so it'll be yeah that's sorry just picking up a weird you know the numbers and all that because what's even funnier is in addition you know because um you know i'm this entrepreneur right now trying to get this word out and um but as a side job, uh, I work with my business partner, who's an intellectual patent lawyer. His name's Jack Russo. I'll have to connect you guys and like, yeah, you, sure. you guys would just have fun together. But I'm actually doing paralegal like work, like doing depositions and summarizing. And I'm just like, I will admit, you know, and Jack knows this, this is not, I can't wait to be able like, no, I do not want to do this anymore. But I just find it so funny that I'm literally doing paralegal work for a patent trademark lawyer, like, and, you know, just like, what are the odds, right? You know? <laughs> that is amazing. Well, we're, we're looking for somebody, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but it's, it's just so funny. And then, you know, it's like also, okay, now let's get into the myrony of how you got into the podcasting iHeartRadio space, because I know you got a great story there. Well, it really started with Richard networking. So do you want to talk about how we met Kenya? And then I'll talk about how she invited me to the city. Started it with your efforts as marketing director. Well, maybe, but you joined. No, get, you get, you, so see, no, you joined all roads lead back to Elizabeth. I mean, it's just the way it is. So okay. we had, we wanted to do, I wanted to do this thing called Global Intellectual Property Law Symposium. Now, if that's not a killer term, Marketing. I don't know what we, is. I mean, we actually on. Came that's up on the with... tip of everyone's mouth, right? right? The Global Intellectual Property Law Association. We actually came up with that together on a road trip, remember? Oh, okay. We were talking about doing an event and it kind of stemmed from, but you really kind of put some, really fleshed it out, so. So it, we did it deliberately. I'm not sure how that reflects on us as marketing <laughs> geniuses, but we did it deliberately. And um, I had a comment, but maybe I shouldn't add a comment. Like, <laughs> of like that is that is a very uh, cumbersome name, you know, global intellectual well, property was, law property symposium. law symposium. What was right. amazing was that we actually had a PR firm at that time, and they came up with it. Did they really? Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah. wow. I, so, so we deliberately accepted it. So, yes, but, uh, but that's not how we met Kenya. Well, no, one step at a time, right? Wow. So, um, it's like one piece, one person, one of you have one, the piece, and the other person. one has the piece. <laughs> right. So, we, we, we did these. Um, well, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So, um, you're right. Never mind. We didn't meet Kenya through this. You're. you're well, you just got to share the. You just got to share well, the name. Well, so all this kind is of what I thought head. happened, but it it didn't really happen this way. You went I to, thought we did the symposium at an athleta store in the basement. We did, but that was after you met Kenya through your Vistage connection. So, okay, so they are connected. So, okay, see, see, there's a myrony right there. I didn't think they were connected and now they are. Um, so, so anyway, so we did, we shortened the name though to Gipples 
because which it, rhymes with <laughs> we call, instead of the global intellectual property law symposium now we call it gipples right? you know it's so, so funny when you told me the name i was trying to put the letters and like what could be what could that be shortened to so that's pretty funny but and that's gipples right so <laughs> So, Richard had joined the Vistage group and met some people that had a radio show on CBS, right? Right. We met Kenya at CBS. She was working at CBS. John was doing a program in the auditorium and we met Kenya there. And then, so it was Elizabeth who set up the Gipples events, right? So she was the one who, who, who did this. And then we met Kenya. Then Kenya said, well, why don't you do a Gipples in the basement of this athletic store in New York? We did that. She came to it. And then Kenya and uh, Elizabeth went out drinking one night. And <laughs> well, you did. You went out <laughs> drinking. I heard there was a and, lot of champagne. And, and, yes. And, so Kenya invited me into the city and we had to pitch me on something. She had an idea. She had just moved to iHeart and she had an idea for Gearheart Law. And we ended up at the Roxy down in Tribeca. Which, and there was drinking there. I mean, I interviewed Kenya and she told me about champagne with you guys. Yes. Right. You guys were having some fun with some champagne. So, yes. you know, for Richard was, yeah. <laughs> Richard was at another networking event. And so, but it stemmed from his Vistage group in New York because we hadn't done a lot of stuff in New York before. So that's how we got the connection to Kenya. So anyway, long story short, she pitched a weekly radio show for entrepreneurs. And of course we pay for it. It's paid advertising on iHeart, um, but she's good. Like Kenya is really good. She's, she's <laughs> right? a pro. She's oh, a, she's amazing. Did you guys ever get to listen to her episode on, on my podcast? You should totally hear how she literally we'll knew at out. age five years old how she was going to be in radio. It's an incredible story that she wow. shares. We like went, I mean, I was just like, I was actually trying to find which episode it was um, for the listeners to, to hear who Kenya Gibson is and Kenya going to give you the biggest shout out here, you know, like she's just absolutely amazing. And, and, and it brings such an interesting, um, like when you have that, you guys have like the greatest dynamic together. Like you just have such an entertaining energy, you know, and then when you bring all your people on. So again, listeners go to passage to profits. <laughs> yeah. So oh, thank you. Yeah. So, I, uh, yeah. yeah. Kenya pitched it to me and I, Richard was at a different networking event that night. So we both met at home and I was like, I'll tell you in the morning, I'm exhausted. Never in a million years thought he would want to do a radio show and pay for it too. Right. Um, I just expected a big fat no. So I was shocked when he said yes. And now iHeart is paying us almost a million dollars per episode. And it's turned out to be a great experience. In your dreams. <laughs> oh my God. I love that so much. How long have you guys had Passage to Profits? How long have you been doing that now? Three years. Three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah we didn't really know what we were going to do through quarantine, but Richard figured it out, didn't you, Rich? I, I thought that was your idea. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, because you guys used to actually go into the city and record, didn't you? Into New York City and record? Yeah. We did. It was so much fun going in the studio. We have a producer, Noah, who's a real character. Sweet guy, gave us so much support. When we started, we were terrified. And especially me. And he was so supportive. And he used to come... He was behind the glass of the mixing board and he used to come running into the studio. You're not talking loud enough. Like you're turning your head away from the mic. (laughs) Well, now you're, you're a complete pro. Both of you are complete pros now. I mean, I know when I first got behind the mic, I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) I, I think, you know, it's, it's really true though. I mean, people are, I mean, some people are more naturally inclined being on but it's also something that um it's a skill it really is that uh people people learn right well it's funny because i was one of those people who was absolutely terrified speaking in front of people and i have a very funny story of how that um how i got over that fear um it was it was actually um but the thing with myrony that i started doing is that i started really always listening to those gut intuitions and those gut intuitions is actually what allowed me to connect to who was my old co-host and he ended up having to um to leave because he had these incredible books called max ryan's these children's books and him and his wife wrote and so he had to go in a different direction but thank goodness i had a co-host in the beginning because it's kind of like when you didn't know what to say you know they jump in and save you (laughs) Yeah. I'm very familiar with that feeling. So yeah, thank goodness keeping... for Elizabeth. <laughs> the conversation, you know, really going and more lively. But it was really funny because how I met how I met him was um, his name's Todd Courtney, and he again these books are Max Rhymes. And um, but how I met him is that I I was in the restaurant business. Um, actually, it all started when I was in New Jersey. Something told me to go to University of Delaware. I went to Delaware. That's where I ended up having this restaurant in Wilmington, Delaware, lost everything in 08, my crazy story that happened. Um, I then uh, was done with the corporate or done with the restaurant industry. And so someone had just told me a couple of weeks before another person tells me you should sell cars. And I was like, okay, that's weird. I get two, two times being told. So I was like, I had, um, I was always in the more upscale dining. I said, okay, if I can get in with a high enough car brand, consider this. I said, I need a change. This is a change. And um, I ended up selling Cadillacs. Um, My life really fell apart. My mom passed away in 2011. I lost my dad in 2004. I get, I move out to California. I move out to San Jose in six days. I should sell Cadillacs, right? I could not even go near the Cadillac store. There was something that was like, no, you're not supposed to sell Cadillacs. I then get in and I start selling Jaguars. So I sell Jaguars and Land Rovers for a bit. I then leave that and I go into selling life insurance. I meet with my mentor who was a Jaguar dealership. And he says, you should meet my friend, Larry. He's, this is how he described him. He's almost 80 years old. He's, uh, he's, he's a white Catholic and all he does is work in black churches that were like helping with insurance. Now it has nothing to do with race. It actually had to do with religion. I was a person who was not, I, I actually was just like, why would I ever do that? 
for two months, I was being nagged with my intuition. You have to meet this guy. You have to meet this guy. This, by working in these churches with how I got over my fear of public speaking, it also allowed me to let go, I guess, of my judgment of religion. I have no problem with it, you know, like whatever people want, you know, like that's cool. But it's even funnier because the guy that I worked with, his son was Todd Courtney. That then became my co-host of this podcast. Wow. So I have a, I have a story too. I, I, yes, this is giving me this look, but um, this is a patent related myrony. Okay. When we were in Georgia, do you remember this, Elizabeth? The Boy Scouts? So, okay. When you're a patent professional, like I am, uh, you work with examiners at the Patent and Trademark Office. And so when I worked with Dow, there, we worked in a particular technology area and all of our patents went to the same group of examiners. And over time, we all got to know each other. Like sometimes we'd fly them out to Michigan for lunch and we, you know, talk and they give presentations. And there was this married pair of examiners uh, who I'll just call them Ralph and Karen because I don't think it's appropriate to, to, uh, to use their last names, but they had, Karen had a terrible reputation in our department because she was considered irrational. And her husband was a little bit better, but he was also a difficult examiner, which means that they got real picky about kind of silly things and you always had a hard time getting cases through. Well, for one reason or another, I got along with Karen and so like I got everybody's cases that went to Karen. So I would work with them on her. And she was finally just had decided to leave the, the patent department, the patent office. Um, and she, I, I guess they were having a child or something. Well, that was at uh, Dow when I was in Michigan. And we ended up moving to Georgia uh, in, in 2000. And uh, I had been a Boy Scout, uh, and so I wanted Sean to get involved in the Boy Scouts. And so I went to the first meeting for the Boy Scouts in, in Georgia in our subdivision, and I gave the guy my name uh, to register, and somebody taps me on the back of the shoulder, and it's Ralph from the patent office. Now, and they lived like a block away from us. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it was that was a real shocker. And um, Elizabeth, you you met with Karen at least once, right? Do you remember that? Yeah, or some of the school stuff. I didn't see anything wrong with her. I, she was fine. You know, yeah, I mean I didn't have any just, issues with her she, too, but yeah, everybody, just... everybody at Dow was like, oh, you got Karen, you know, and just like, oh, nightmares. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe she just, you know, demanded what she thought was the right thing. I thought she was great. Like, you know, there's nothing, you know, anyway. anyway. Well, some people can be, you know, tough or whatever, but that is a funny, Myria. I mean, isn't it kind of fun when you go down memory lane and you're like, that is crazy that if that hadn't happened and how it just like all really like connecting these dots. Yeah. 
Well, it, it probably was part of the reason why we stopped going to Boy Scouts because I didn't want to have to run into them. So that, 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 set, that set Sean on the wrong path. I guess, I guess that's good. You moved to New Jersey then because that was when you were down in Atlanta, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. but maybe he moved to New Jersey, you know? I, I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to look. So anyway... Um, I mean, like it's just so incredible that you know you you when you think about like where we start and then that chance meeting of meeting Kenya really and then Kenya feeling this this getting this feeling of like you know and she really I mean she's extremely intuitive you know she's very connected to God she hears you know it's just beautiful how she is really truly guided and if you hear her episode and I, I just checked it's episode 32. She, it came out in, in March and um, uh, it, it's so incredible because she knew at the youngest age she was going to be in radio, but her story is so funny how she got there. I don't know how well, how much she, she's told you that whole story, but it is, a, it is a story of such twists and turns, but you know, sure enough, she knew and she got herself there. So it's uh you, you, you got like, I mean, talk about for, for, for your show. I don't think I mean, you guys definitely actually got like the best. I, I mean, like, cause she, she goes by coach Kenya. Right. And yeah. so <laughs> it's like to, to bring, uh, to bring you in, it's like you had the best coach ever in this world, in this space. So that is just so cool. Yeah. Well, I have another Myrony. Yeah. side. If you want to hear the story of Fireside. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it's funny. I was just about to ask you about yeah. Fireside so you could talk more about what Fireside is and love that there's a myrony that goes with it. Yeah, so this stems out of the show kind of too. So Richard met Clint Arthur in the iHeart Studios and Clint has events and he's a media guy and he was on the show a couple of times and he had an event in New York and Richard and I went and we met this woman named Sharon, Sharon Wyeth, I think is her name. Mm -hmm. And her business is Know the Name. And she takes your name and tells you all sorts of stuff about yourself. So I really liked her. We met her at his event. So I set up a meeting with her. But I saw that you could do what she calls a light keeper session, which is where she taps into your spiritual guides on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. So she and I did that session. I told her, look, I really... I want to do something of my own that's very creative and kind of use what I've learned over the years. So we brainstormed and she said, well, I see you advertising for dentists. I was like, really? That doesn't, you know, <laughs> and, and so we like, cause I do was doing marketing at the firm. So we, we really, we bounced back and forth. We thought about it and she said, well, just let it simmer. And so I don't know, a couple of days later, I guess I woke up at four in the morning and I was like, I'll do a video directory for lawyers because I was doing marketing for the law firm. And one thing I realized a couple things, and I thought I could interview people a couple things at that time. Now this was 2019. This was October, 2019. A couple things at that time was people weren't doing video. People were afraid to talk to lawyers. Lawyers didn't really want to be on video, but people want to see what lawyers were like. But what was weird about what Sharon Sharon said to me, and this is going to blow, this just blows my mind to this day. This was October, 2019. 
she said, but you have to have everything in place and done by March, 2020. Oh, wow. <laughs> Can you believe it? And so I, how she knew, well, she obviously was tapped in. And so by March, 2020, I was, so I started videos trying to get lawyers to do them. And everybody was saying, everybody needs videos. And I thought, well, if I interview them, it'll make it easier for them because everybody hates talking to a camera if they haven't done it before. Mm -hmm. And I've learned how to interview from doing the show at iHeart. Yeah. Well, the lawyers didn't really, I had a studio upstairs in our building. Lawyers didn't want to do it. So then I opened it up to small business. And then when COVID hit, I thought, well, I'm I'm just going to interview everybody and I'm going to put them on my YouTube channel and website and tell them when things open back up or even during COVID, people will find you here. And so I did. And it was really hard at first in March and April because nobody knew what was going to happen. Right. So I've redone some of those videos a year later when people figured it all out. Um, But it helped me and it helped other people too, I think, because it'll, they could talk about their business and it at least they still had a business for the time being. Right. And, and they do, cause they all learned how to redo it. But I just thought it was so weird that she said, you have to have everything in place by March, 2020. Yeah. That's like divine irony. <laughs> in the <laughs> sense of like, really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so and, it's, well, you know, hon, it, it's probably a irony too that, you decided to focus beyond attorneys because I will tell you that uh, since COVID, uh, a lot of our hearings and conferences with judges are on Zoom now. And you never saw such a bunch of sad, serious people (laughs) looking at the court. Everybody's got Mr. Frowny face, Mr. Serious. And any bit of self-awareness around that is, uh, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of lawyers, even people who are professional litigators and spend time in court, they don't really have a disposition that they would want to share publicly on a video unless and probably, there was a lot of editing involved, you know. Right, but that's the problem is people need to know what they're like. But so COVID actually helped Fireside because since everything was all set up, I was able to do interviews and everybody got used to doing interviews on Zoom. Everybody got in, everybody got used to video and I was able to do over a hundred, I don't know, I'm getting close to 150 videos now so I can start promoting my website pretty soon when I get it done. And I couldn't have done it without COVID. I think it was hard to get people in the studio. Well, your, wow. your, yeah, your model was to come, you know, shoot a video for uh, inexpensive, uh, an inexpensive video, but they would have to travel to the studio. Uh, they would have to block out uh, a certain time. Uh, it was very inconvenient. Now, Zoom, with Zoom, it's just so much easier for everyone. And um, yeah, it makes, it's, 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 it, it, it's definitely taking the business forward, I think, you know, so. Well, and, and Zoom has become acceptable as uh-huh. a means of an interview and right. a podcast. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, so I keep bringing up Jack Russo and I can't believe I almost forgot why, because he has his own podcast and it's called The Valley Current. So Richard you, and Elizabeth, you could be, a, you know, guests on his podcast, but what's even funnier is it's Mark Cantor who had introduced me to Jack. 
So Mark Cantor, um, of, uh, he's, the, um, he's the creator and uh, CEO, well, founder and CEO of this new instigate.ai. I met him actually, okay, this is really funny. I met him on Jeff Pulver's networking show called The Zula. So anybody listening, uh, that's actually how I've gotten so many guests is from this incredible global networking event. And I was actually, you guys have to jump on. It's just so much fun. But that's Elizabeth, how I met Amy Iden who then introduced me to you. And, but it's so funny because that's how I met Mark, Mark Cantor. And um, my, I'm just gonna share this funny irony. My, um, so I was talking about Todd Courtney before um, we were originally business partners. Now he had a friend who was a trademark, he could do trademarking. And um, because of these books, Max Rhymes, he was like, you know, I, I can't commit on the business side. And I was like, well, do you like doing the podcast? And so he stayed on as a co-host for a bit. But as soon as he wasn't any longer in the business side, I never felt this alignment with, um, uh, with this other lawyer. So I called Mark Cantor and I was like, hey, I need to, you know, protect, all I have is intellectual property. And so he's like, well, um, he's like, yeah, I got a lawyer. His name is Jack. And I was like, my dad's name was Jack. He's like, he's got a podcast. And I was like, a lawyer with a podcast. So this gets even funnier because a lawyer with a podcast, Richard, um, <laughs> <laughs> or a radio show. And then it was, it was so funny because then he sends this perfect message of like, um, uh, he, Mark introduces us and he basically says like Einstein called it spooky physics. It's something different than that. But he's also like, some say it's proof of God. And then he gives me his phone number and it's 4224. Well, if anybody listens, my number of my irony is 422. So I was like, what is going to happen? Literally that night he became my business partner. So that's why I'm like, now I'm like, I got to connect you guys because you guys can be on each other's podcasts and shows and it'd be fun. Because because actually Richard, he's like, he reminds me of like Joe, Joe Rogan. He, oh, okay. he is really funny. Like when I'm reading the depositions, I'm actually laughing because I, I have his personality compared to <laughs> <laughs> he loves pushing the envelope. Like, so I'm like, you guys would have some fun together. So Jack Russo, you're going to be hearing this because you always listen to the podcast. So you'll they're like going to introduce you guys because what's the odds of that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. No, that, that sounds hilarious. So, um, yeah. So, well, that's, I mean, some people uh, obviously in the, the profession have some sense of humor. It's always great when you're working with somebody like that. So, But it's funny because I read the depositions where they don't. And, and it's, it's, it's like, I'm like, this should be a TV show, but not so dry, but it's really kind of funny when you have those different personalities for sure. But, but Richard, you and Jack would get along so well on, because you, you both have such great personalities and you also don't seem to put up with other people's, uh, I'll just say it, BS. <laughs> well, that's a good trait for an attorney. Apparently, I, I, see, I see that now. So, so, um, well, what's the best way? I mean, we got Passage to Profits. What's the best way besides, I mean, listening, but I know it's iHeartRadio. It's an actual, um, like, when does it, when does that air? And Well, it is paid programming, so we don't have a, like, super duper yeah. spot, but we're 11. A million per episode. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's a it's 11.05 p.m. on Sunday. So it's a little late on Sunday, but a lot of people just listen to the podcast okay. um, that comes out the next day at their leisure. So um, yeah, it's, a, it's on all the major podcast sites and we have a website. You can find it on our website, Passage to Profit Show. And um, it's also, uh, we have a YouTube channel where we put, the podcast and you can see the videos of the people that come on and we have social media. So it's passage to profit show. Uh, just look for it. You'll find us. And, and we have links in our LinkedIn, I think as well. Yeah. So. And everything will be in the show notes for that. And Richard for, to be able to connect with you on the law side, what? Oh, www.gerhartlaw.com. Of course. So, and that's spelled for your audience, G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T uh, and law.com. So, and my email, if you wanted to reach out to me directly is rgerhart, uh, spelled the same way, at gerhartlaw.com. So, and our number, 908-273-0700. Um, and uh, just mention the uh, That's My Rini podcast and we'll give you the extra special Myrony treatment. So uh, by all means, make sure you uh, contact us if you have any questions at all about intellectual property stuff. So, yes. I can't wait to connect you with Jack. You guys are gonna have so much fun together. Cause I mean, really, what are the odds? <laughs> but, I, the, the, the odds are, are low, but I, I will tell a story. I'm not really sure if it's a Myrony or not, but well, please uh, just we'll we see have, if, we'll... if we have a few more minutes. So. Yeah, no, please. <laughs> the show is, is uh, of course, Passage to Profit, spelled P-R-O-F-I-T, Profit. Did I spell it right? Um, and uh, so one Friday evening, uh, I got a call from a prospective client lady who, um, and uh, she was looking for an attorney to help her with her project. And I mentioned that uh, Elizabeth and I were co-hosts of this show called Passage to Profit. Well, it turns out that she's deeply religious and she thought that it was Passage to Profit P H O, how do we, how do you, how do you spell P R O P H E T? Yeah. So she started telling me all these things about herself. And because, and she kept saying, as a man of God, as a man of God, you would understand. And she was telling me, like, I was seeing these bright lights when I was in the church and all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, well, that's great, but uh, let's talk about your design patent, you know? And it was, <laughs> but we actually, um, she found out and she was, uh, you know, she was a little embarrassed, um, but that's okay because, you know, people tell their attorneys all sorts of stuff. And uh, that was good to know because the other irony is that we work closely with an associate who takes products, consumer products from idea to fruition. And she's religious too. And so we were able to put Antonia with Antonia's promise together with Lisa Ascalis, the inventress. And they worked very, because it was a cross a little with a little chunk out of the middle because we're all broken. So Aww. yeah. And 
So it was Antonia's promise, but it was it was a good irony because Antonia and Lisa both are strong believers, so that worked out, right? Well, and and also the other thing with irony, there's usually a sense of humor behind it. So I reckon I I uh, in my logo of um, the O I call Winky, and I represent a God is love with an awesome sense of humor, like just you know really just really funny because that's pretty funny don't you think like I mean and when you when like if you're not laughing and I mean I will say sometimes you you, you look at these myronies you're like seriously like that just happened you know they're not always <laughs> not always funny haha -ha. sometimes you're just like really <laughs> I love Richard that you brought that up I mean isn't that fun it's like you don't even realize how you connect it, but then Elizabeth, you totally connected, and that was like perfect. Another beautiful divine irony. Yeah, and um, and yeah, it, and she's one of our 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 favorite clients, and she's she's been on uh, Passage to Profit, telling her story, and she just finally got her crosses uh, made and manufactured, and so she's uh, shipping them out. And um, we're all keeping our fingers crossed for great success. So and she, she gave me one and they're not like little old lady crosses. They're really cool. They're, they're wood and they're on this black cord and they look, they look like something that anybody any age could wear. They're, you know, they're really nice looking. So well, you don't have to. Okay. So I just told you, I was like, why am I telling this story? But do you remember I worked in a bunch of churches? So yeah. I have a lot of pastors as friends. And so maybe you can, you know, pass on the information. I can pass it on to them. And who knows, maybe they, they're, them, their congregation will enjoy them. So. Absolutely. I think I will, if you, if she has an incredible story to tell. Oh, right? so I need to get her on the podcast. Yes. Huh? So, okay. Yes. Then you guys help me with that connection. I'd love that because I just, you know, that, that's really what this podcast is meant to have. It's just, you know, share the stories, but they got to be crazy. I mean, people have to have really good ones. And I have to say, you're, you guys did really well today because I loved the story. I keep wondering, like, how is this going to keep getting better and better? So, you know, just thank you so much. But Elizabeth, how can people connect on Fireside? So I do have a Gmail Fireside directory at gmail.com. That's probably the easiest way to get me. Um, you can always find me on LinkedIn too. So, okay, wonderful. Well, again, it'll all be in the show notes, but, uh, Elizabeth and Richard, thank you so much for joining me today. It was so fun discovering all these myronies because when we first started the show, Elizabeth wasn't really quite sure <laughs> if there were going to be some myronies. And I'm like, oh my goodness, look at all these, you know, like little jewels that were found of them. So thanks again, you guys. And well, this was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Alicia. And we, uh, we uh, wish you all the success and may you find many myronies. Oh, well, thank you. You know, I'm just, my biggest thing is I want to get this out to the world. It's literally the opposite of selfie. We can actually share this on social media. These are things we can connect to because just look at this story. I mean, you're going to connect me to, um, uh, to this woman, hope, you know, that I could share her story but what are the odds that I'd be working primarily in churches for a couple of years? That's the reason I got over public speaking and now doing a podcast and we meet on a podcast and 
You know, it really is. I like to say it's this divine design that interweaves us together. It doesn't weave, it interweaves. It's so much deeper and powerful than we could possibly imagine. But then when you look at it, you're like, how did that happen? And that's my irony. (laughs) So again, thank you so much. And to the listeners, I'll see you next time. Wasn't that a fun interview? Oh my goodness. I can't believe that they were thinking that they didn't have enough Myronies to share. So thank you again, uh, Elizabeth and Richard for, you know, coming on and sharing those incredible stories. And for those that don't know exactly what I do, in addition to the podcast, I am an intuitive. uh, I call myself an intuitive mentor. So if you're feeling stuck in life, if you feel like you don't really know where you're going or, you know, things are just, just things are just really, really hard right now. Um, um, but you're also spiritually curious. I like to show people how we can um, kind of uh, increase our grade levels where I like to say it can get, you know, from grade school to junior high to high school from our, from a spiritual perspective. So if that sounds like fun, then, you know, set up a time with me, go to, uh, that's myrony.com slash, um, yeah, slash my dash myrony dash mentoring and uh, set up a time to have a chat with me. I do a free mini intuitive soul session and it's a lot of fun and I, I just love having conversations. So, you know, check that out and I will see you next time. Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life just like the guest in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's myrony.com where you can share your unbelievable myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, If something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you next time.